Guys, that's uh, that's all the piano I got for you. I did. I I really wish I had uh, the time and the enthusiasm and the discipline and patience to learn a new song every time I want to bet. But uh, I just had the microphone in my mouth. <laughs> but I don't. I don't have time to do that. So you're just gonna have to bear with me. That was the victory piano. This is the hottest gambling podcast on the face of the planet. Victory Piano is played every time we win a bet. And I think we've won like five weeks in a row. I'm going to need a goddamn shoe closet. Uh, Guys, welcome to Gambling for Shoes. I'm your host. My name is Jack Boogerweed Snodgrass. I'm a stand-up comedian in Cincinnati, Ohio. Used to play professional baseball, which left me... With a foot fungus, I had to get all new shoes. So here I am, gambling for my new shoes because I don't just want to buy them. You know, I, I struggle buying materialistic things. So if I just win them via gambling, I can get all the shoes I want. I just have to win. Plus, I like gambling. This is uh, the epitome of two birds, one stones, or two addictions, one needle. What I, I don't... I don't know, but guys, uh, thank you so much for listening. We're doing this, uh, you know, this comes out typically on on some Thursdays, NFL season, I'll be doing it very regularly, but in the off season, I'm just kind of like, man, you know, I'll just put them out whenever, you know, that's how, that's pretty much how I go about my life, I'll just do it whenever. (laughs) So I appreciate uh, anyone uh, who appreciates this laissez-faire podcast, because, uh, you know, It's take it or leave it. You like this shit, then boys and girls, I'm happy to have you. If not, go listen to Joe Rogan or your uh, true crime podcast or whatever you like to listen to on your sad drive to work. (laughs) I don't mean to be so condescending at the jump, but uh, yeah, what's up you guys? I hope everyone's having a wonderful day. It is Wednesday, April the 6th. I've already made a bet. Ooh, I made two bets, but one for the podcast. I'll talk about it. At the end of the show, but we're branching out. It's not. It's not football, obviously, and it's also not basketball. So I don't know if uh, that's a big enough teaser for you guys to hold on for the next uh, twenty minutes or so. But um, we'll get to that. We got shoes too, man. What a, what an episode we have in store for you today, uh, which basically is <laughs> is basically substituting for my therapy. That's all this is. I have a I have a podcast where I just talk in my room alone. Sometimes my dog's in here. Eventually, we will have guests. I say it every single episode. I just don't know when that's going to be. Maybe never. Maybe next week. I don't know. It's going to surprise you. But it will be fun. And <laughs> I'm just going to keep holding it over your head. As if, as if that's what people are holding on to. Like, ah, this podcast will get good once he gets guests on. <laughs> But right now, it's just your boy. And let me tell you something, I have been moody. Has anyone else been moody as fuck over the last couple of weeks? I've been so moody. A grump. I mean, look, I I get by, you know. I'm not berating my wife or anything like that. But I've I've learned that through stand-up comedy... Eh, this is all right. So this this podcast may not be therapeutic, but stand up comedy is, and I do think it's. I, I hate it when people are like, "My comedy's therapy," but I'm not gonna go on that far on a limb and say that it's that healing. But comedy lets me know whenever I probably need to reevaluate and recenter because 
Usually, whenever I start going after crowd members, that's a good sign that I probably need to uh, take a look in the mirror and be like, hey, is something, something going on? Do you know? <laughs> so comedy lets me know. Last night, so I host I host my uh, an open mic uh, in my neighborhood, and uh, it's always fun. It's been great. It's at Hi-Fi. If there's anyone in Cincinnati listening to this, it's Hi-Fi in my arms. Come check it out every single Tuesday. It's awesome. It's really been good. Um, but last night, I was just kind of like, you know, I was happy to be there. We had a full crowd, and I hosted, and, you know, I did fine, all that stuff. But some people are really talkative, and it's it's always girls. I don't mean to be sexist or misogynistic or whatever like that, but if someone's yappy at a comedy show, 90% of the time, it's a girl or a woman or someone who identifies as female, whatever. It's usually one of them. <laughs> and last night, there was a very talkative table, uh, like right next to the stage, and it was girls. And I was like, hey, how about you guys shut the fuck up? <laughs> Anyone who likes this podcast knows that uh, that's exactly what I said a few weeks ago to some other people at a place that was not my mic. Um, but the good news is, if you if you tell someone to shut the fuck up and you look them in the eye and you smile afterwards or do it with a funny facial expression, people know you're joking. You know, if someone if someone in the room laughs at you telling someone else to shut the fuck up, then you're then you were right. You were you were correct in doing so. But if no one laughs, then you perhaps maybe ruin the show. But uh, you know, I was feeling big and bad, and I was I was. I was feeling I was feeling like I needed to lash out on some like 23-year-old girls. You know what I'm saying? I I am the Ted Bundy of stand-up comedy. No, this podcast is officially over. It's a good thing nobody listens. No, no. It wasn't that bad. She the one of the girls that I kind of like was talking to specifically I could tell that I bothered her. Cuz, you know, Girls aren't used to a man looking them in the eye and being like, hey, stop fucking talking. <laughs> but in comedy, anything goes. So I think she was definitely caught off guard by with how direct I was speaking to her. And she was definitely like, kind of salty for about 20 minutes or so. But she did come up to me after the show and she was like, hey, I'm not mad. It's cool. And I was like, all right. Hey, we win. I, I, I get to make your mouth go shut and the show gets to go on. You get to enjoy the comedy show, and I get to learn whenever maybe I am personally out of bounds. You know, comedy is beautiful. It's saving the world, or at least it's it's saving my world. So, apologies to anyone uh, who falls in my crosshairs if I've just had a bad couple of weeks. This makes me sound like I'm really, really reckless up there, but... Uh, I'm not. I'm typically a nice guy, but when it comes to... You can't be five feet from the stage and then having a normal conversation at loud-ass volumes about your job or whatever. You know, like... I don't know. I, I'm i new to comedy, but I personally believe that you should be afraid of the comic on stage. Not, not terrified, not that you want to intimidate, but you don't want to draw the negative attention of a comic. Because... They have the microphone. They're probably funnier than you. You know, they're going to be better on their feet. They're going to be very, uh, <laughs> uh, what? Experienced. 
in handling these type of altercations. And I think the crowd needs to respect you as a comic. And one of the cheapest ways to get respect is through fear. So if you can... What's great, it, I, I, it's good, I think, when people are a little on edge or there's already some tension built in with your presence because then when you're breaking the tension, the laughs are louder. So, because if you're up there and you're all beta male and shit, people are going to talk over you because they know that you're not going to do anything. You know, they, they will openly disrespect you, you know? So, you kind of got to be king of the jungle up there. All, all my favorite comics are very much uh, kings of their of their stage. I think about... Because you can think about like if you were if you were talking at a state like who would you not want to hone in on you like I would hate for like Bernie Mac to hone in on me or someone even someone like Louis C.K. even though it doesn't seem like he's angry or aggressive up there but he's so funny and he's so good at comedy that he's going to say something that's going to turn the whole room against you and while so while he's not necessarily intimidating like that he does. You would not want to mess with them. Same goes for like Chappelle or anything like that. You just, you wouldn't want to cross them at their own show. And then some comics are just crazy. Like, watch uh, Bill Hicks. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Bill Hicks absolutely lose it on people at a show. And it's kind of awesome. I'm not going to lie. It's definitely some rock and roll shit. It's probably not the best thing for your career, but man, it is funny. But me and Bill Hicks share a birthday, so I don't know if that's my future. You should check out Bill Hicks. He's very funny. Some people don't really like him. I get that. But I think you uh, you can't deny that he was uh, a very funny person. Anyway, comedy class. Uh, <laughs> let's let's change the subject here. But not... not let's re- let's. This is a real-ass podcast. I've been telling you guys that for I don't know how long. I don't know how many more times I had to tell you. This is a real-ass podcast that's got real motherfucking ads. So let's do one real quick. Uh, guys... Tons of people take a multivitamin, and it is important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle-friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during the cold and flu season, which is over. <laughs> it's just one scoop of it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year supply of immune-supporting <laughs> immune vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate nutritional insurance. Wow, that was a pretty hot read. I've been, I've been reading more lately, reading books, and... Uh, that's something we should probably do more of, you know. It's it's good for the mind, and and for ad reads because I think I only fucked up like two percent of that. So anyway, let's change the subject here now that we're in the second. I want to talk about baseball a little bit. Baseball is back, uh, and I you know what? I, look, I used to play baseball. I played in high school. I played in college. I played 
professionally. Not in the big leagues, but pretty much every level that is in the big leagues I played in. So, a lot of baseball in my life. It's back, and god damn, it is so boring! Oh my god, dude. I don't know what it is. If it, I don't know if I have like some deep-seated like trauma to where I see baseball, and I'm like, no, because... I didn't make the big leagues or whatever, but I just I have watched so much baseball in my life because I, I was a I was a starting pitcher, which means that I only played once every five games. So the rest of the games I'm just watching, you know. And it's god damn, it's boring. Good God, I'm like spring training. I'm like, who is watching this shit? It's on TV. It's like so arbitrary. I, I don't know. It's so boring. Like I I, I pitched. You know, so I had something to do every single moment. The game, I was dictating the game, you know. And, but for everyone else, it's just so much standing around. Good God. Dude, I feel like the game is dying. Like, I know that it's a major industry, but like, if baseball wasn't around in 20 years, it would be surprising, but not that surprising. Like, football is one thing, but baseball, everyone who loves the game is old. And they're not going to be here in 20 years. So who's left to like baseball 20 years from now? Are kids into this shit? <laughs> this sounds like I, like I hate the game. It is beautiful. It is. But there's so many better sports, I think. But, you know, maybe it wasn't my thing. Because when I was playing, I didn't really love it. You know, I think I would. I, I better have a much better mentality for football, maybe. Something like that. That seems like it would be more fun. But, uh. Whew. It is boring. I'm trying to work on a joke about baseball. I'll I'll tell it to you guys right now. Um, or at least the crux of it. Because as I have established, baseball is boring. Uh, <laughs> but, and they're trying to speed it up. Like, they're trying to make the game shorter. They're trying to make it more uh, exciting and all that stuff. But baseball, to me, is only exciting when people get mad. When you know the the manager's throwing somebody is is screaming at the umpire, players are fighting each other, players are fighting their water cooler. That's when baseball is most to see the a human lose his fucking mind in front of, I would say seventy thousand people, but most games, most baseball games these days have like twelve to fifteen thousand people. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty pretty thin. But I think if they if they really want to make the game more exciting, they should put a loaded gun in each dugout. You know, with one live round apiece and just, just see what happens. Because, I, you know, if there's 162 games a year, at least 80 of those sons of bitches, that gun is going off. You know, somebody, somebody is shooting themselves or the umpire, umpires would get killed. Oh, I, you know, I, I have seen people have blood curling anger. Blood curling? Blood curdling? I've seen people get really fucking mad at umpires, and they would they would shoot them, one hundred percent. And uh, it definitely wouldn't do much for the umpire profession, but it would make ratings go up. This is a very George Carlin take, just kind of a post-apocalyptic sports thing. But the gun, I've done it a few times on stage. That wasn't the joke. So anyone who was like, "I'm," that wasn't very funny. You call yourself a comedian? You just talking about killing umpires? That ain't fucking funny. <laughs> The idea of the joke, though, of, of giving getting a gun involved, that is funny. And that does work on stage. The joke is better written than that for any of you critics out there. But, you know, could be cool. 
So think about it. I don't, should we write our congressman? Dear Joe Biden, I want guns in baseball. Love, Jack. <laughs> wow. Guys, I, uh, I have not smoked weed for this episode, which is a rarity. I, I, I wrote down, I was like, I want to talk about weed in this episode, but we're already 16 minutes in. So, this is going to be a brief talk about weed. Because I played baseball and I got, uh, I was getting drug tested left and right my whole life. You know, uh, my dad's a doctor, so, you know, smoking shit was always, uh, you know, not really embraced. <laughs> and I was a very much on the straight and arrow my whole life because... I was always focused on baseball and shit like that. So I didn't, I didn't really drink in high school. Didn't party really. Didn't, and I didn't start smoking weed. I didn't really, I didn't try weed till I was like 20. I was, I was in college. I was like 22. Yeah. I was like 22, 21, maybe, maybe, uh, tried it a couple times. Really, really liked it. It definitely fits my personality, but then throughout professional baseball, you know, I would, I would get to smoke three times a year because you'd be so wigged out about getting tested. So it really kind of kills the vibe. It's like you hit, you hit the, you hit the joint and you're like, oh damn, dude, I could get be getting drug tested tomorrow. And then now you're high and thinking about getting drug tested tomorrow. It's a nightmare. Uh, but since I've stopped playing baseball, that was one thing. Whenever I do, whenever I, I stop playing baseball, I just tell my wife, I was like, dude, all I want to do is smoke weed and write about wrestling. Uh, I know that's a hard left turn, but that, that that is what I ended up doing. I ended up writing for a website called comicbook.com. I, just, I love pro wrestling. Uh, I really love it. Uh, and uh, I would, if not for comedy and my wife, I would be doing, <laughs> I would be a professional wrestler right now. But uh, thankfully, it's probably not my best option. But uh, I ended up writing for a website called comicbook.com. I was like their WWE beat writer, basically. And uh, I, I was smoking weed and doing that. Probably not smoking enough weed. After I quit that job, I started smoking uh, more or ingesting THC more on a more regular basis. And uh, this is not, <laughs> this sounds like it's. About to be an ad read for weed, but I wrote down some things I wanted to talk about, and I was like, "Let's talk about weed." But I, I, it's something that I am consuming on a regular basis. I would say um, sometimes it's every day, sometimes I, I space it out, sometimes it's multiple times a day. I really try not to judge it because it really helps me balance out like my mood. Uh, it's great uh, for creativity. It's great to work out on. It's great to do pretty much. Seth Rogen once said in the movie, it makes everything better, and that is true. But uh, you got to be careful. You don't want to lose yourself in it. You know, not that I don't think weed is that corrosive of a drug, but there is some type of addictive property to it. People act like it, like it's not addictive, but you can definitely be craving it. Just because, like, well, shit, I'm not doing anything else. The game's on. I don't because I don't drink anymore. I uh, let me rephrase. I rarely drink. I'm ta- we're talking like six times a year max. Um, that's a different story. Not that I ever had alcohol problems or anything like that, which is probably what all alcoholics say. But I legitimately, did, legitimately didn't. I just stopped enjoying it because after baseball, dude, we were so goddamn poor. Alcohol was just something that we couldn't afford. You know, 
So it's like, this is the easy thing to cut out. And it made me feel bad. I hate hangovers and depression. Weed, by the way, great for hangovers. I still have no idea where this is going. But guys, if you're thinking about smoking weed, I'm here to tell you, you should do it. You should do it. <laughs> Even if you're six years old. No, nah, I'm just kidding. I think there is something to... If you smoke weed at a very young age, you basically develop some type of like stoner autism. You should wait, but you also should do it. Anyway, let's do, let's do an ad read. Guys, um, ColorCast is a live audio-only sports talk platform, free to download and to use. Talk to me, Jack Snodgrass, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for your watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experience on the app. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app free in the iOS app store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. Follow me, Jack Snodgrass, that is jack.snod.grass on Instagram, to be notified when my room goes live. We'll be going live on ColorCast uh, at some point. Come in with your spiciest takes. So I'm not exactly sure what that is. It's the first time I read that, but it sounds like I'll be doing something different. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I'm glad that uh, decision makers don't listen to this because they would make a decision on the direction <laughs> of this. So guys, let's talk about uh, the shoes this week. It's, it's there, There's a theme. I'm looking at the Pumas. I'm a Puma guy. If anyone if anyone knows anyone at Puma and they need a stand-up comic needs uh, a Puma sponsorship or they're like, hey, we want to get into the comedy game. Give it to me, dude. I, Puma shoes are sick. I really like them. That said, I'm looking. I'm looking right now at a pair of Pumas. They're called the Neymar Junior Wild Rider Men's Sneaker. They are hundred and ten dollars, and they come in my size. Neymar is a soccer player or football, if you are European, or a pretentious American prick. Ah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're called the Neymars, and uh, Neymar, I watched his documentary on Netflix, pretty pretty interesting cat, I'm not sure, I, it's hard for me to judge a soccer player, because culturally, their sport and where they do it is so different from us, I think soccer players have a bad rep as being like divas and soft, and the way they like go down and shit whenever they get fouled and act and all that stuff, but I don't know, soccer's a great sport, and uh, Neymar is one of the best. Uh, to do it, I'm, I don't know if he's still cool, but I'm going to wear these fucking shoes. I know that. So, guys, I'm going to get me some Neymars. I'm going to be, uh, you know, scoring goals all uh, scoring goals. <laughs> scoring goals all over town. Uh, and to help me achieve this dream, I've made a bet on soccer. Uh, for those who don't know, it's the, the UEFA Champions League is going on right now. It's like, uh, it's like, so there are multiple professional soccer leagues across the world, but the highest concentrations of the best ones are in Europe. So this is like the European Cup that the basically the the champions of each league, European league, play in a tournament to become the king of soccer, more or less. It's like a, it's like a, it's it's like March Madness, but for soccer. In a way. That may have been... I may have nailed it. I'm not sure. 
but it, it, the tournament isn't exactly the same, but in terms of like getting bids to get into the tournament and all that stuff, and uh, now they're in this, this round of uh, eight where they play a couple games and they go on aggregate scores, which means that ties come into play, which I am a fan of, by the way. People are like, ties are for European homosexuals. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I think I think ties are kind of cool. They add another layer to the game. So, uh, <laughs> sorry to any European homosexuals listening to this podcast right now. That's not what ties are for. Ties ties are fine. Man, <laughs> what, a, what a show this is. But anyway, today, I made two soccer bets, okay? And if I hit either one of them, I'm buying these fucking shoes. So... I bet on uh, on a tie to happen, actually, in the Real Madrid uh, versus the Chelsea Football Club. Real Madrid's from Madrid, Spain. Chelsea is from England. I'm gonna say from Chelsea, but I don't I don't think that's true. They may be from somewhere else. But Chelsea actually won the the Champions League last year. But I think it's gonna be a very 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 tight game, and it's the first game they're playing. So, they may be playing conservatively because they play, they're going to play again and use aggregate scores. So, I think this one could finish 0-0, 1-1. We could watch the whole game, nobody scores, and be like, well, what the fuck did I watch that for? And I'll tell you why. To watch me win these fucking Neymar shoes, baby. Then, on the second bet, I took Bayern Munich, the German super team, to beat uh, Villarreal, I think it's a it's a team from Spain. Uh, I don't I know nothing about I know nothing about Bayern Munich other than they're typically very very good and typically play well in this in these kind of situations. I think they've won the Champions League several times. So I'm just going on sheer pedigree. So I'm going for them to win along with the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, so we're going we're cross contaminating here, folks. We're going uh, Bayern Munich to win combined with. The Dallas Mavericks to win. They're on the road against the Pistons. Surely they win. Uh, I have done no research for any of this. Don't follow me unless you want to win. <laughs> no, I uh, I have no idea what I'm doing. Gambling is definitely a hobby at the moment. I take it seriously in NFL times. But right now, uh, whatever. Uh, guys, that's it. The, show, the show's over. We're at 26-42. I hope you enjoyed it. If not, I don't care. <laughs> I wish I wasn't kidding, but it's this podcast is take or leave. And those who choose to take it, you are my friends. So guys, thank you so much. We're rooting for a tie. Uh, me, me and all of my Euro homos. Can I say, is that? There's no, there's no producer here. There's no one here to stop me. But I'm rooting for a tie. I'm rooting for it. Zero, zero. Let's go. It's double my money. I want these shoes. I am a soccer player. Baseball's boring. Soccer, also boring, but perhaps less boring. We're going to get that tie. And it's gonna... Today's episode of Gambling for Shoes is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats. So go check them out on online, on online, or on social media. Go to sportsdrink.burp, sportsdrink.org, or open Instagram and type in sports drink, spelled like sports drink, without the vowels. 
All we ask is you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out.